Hello, it's Samwise Gamgee here. I'm here to say that today's episode of Fire 2 on Air is sponsored by The Driller. When me and Mr Frodo need to dig an hole to live in in the Shire, we always use The Driller to make the digging easier. Some people, maybe even some people on this podcast, will say it's rubbish, but we reckon it's great. So why don't you try building The Driller? And while you're at it, Build the stronghold as well. That's me, Samwise Gamgee, to say that this episode is sponsored by The Driller. Hey, Terra Mystica fans. Thanks to Sam there for his message. Um, today is a sort of another guide strategy episode all about landscapes. So kind of a tier list thing about the landscapes. Um, and this one was totally put together by Super. So great job, Super. I'm not on this episode. Super got Gino and Halai together, um, to go through the landscapes, talk about how good they are, how bad they are for all the factions and the strategy. Um, so hopefully this is useful as, yeah, a bit of a strategy discussion, a bit of a guide if you're newer to the landscapes. Hopefully it's useful. Um, and yeah, an interesting discussion of them. Um, so yeah, thanks to Super for putting this all together. Like I said, I, I had nothing to do with this. This was all his doing. Um, and thanks to Gino and Halai for their time um, for the discussion. So yeah, enjoy. So uh, today we're gonna have a special episode actually, uh, because it's the first time and it's the first time and maybe the last that it is not taking part in. Uh, and I'm here Super Charne. I'm here joined by two members of Team Europe of the International Clash, the Fire 2 Open champion of Season 2. Is that right? Gino? Hi, Hi guys. Gino. And the uh, Board Game Arena uh, Arena champion of Season 3 or 2, Helai. <laughs> hey, how? I also don't know if it's Season 3 or 2, but oh. <laughs> hey there. Uh, but it was played on a uh, base map with landscapes, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah, uh, so um, today we're going to talk about landscapes themselves. Um, mostly because we are like a um, couple weeks uh, till this arena season ends. And the next settings uh, for the next arena season are going to be presumably fjords with landscapes, uh, I guess. Um, so that's why we were here uh, to talk a bit about them. Uh, each one of us, before the recording, uh, made a list of uh, of the landscapes, um, and we put them in order. Uh, at the top, we uh, we put the ones that we think are the strongest. At the end, the ones that are the weakest. And for those who don't know, uh, landscapes are um, a mini expansion for Terra Mystica that adds a special structure for every faction, um, to every faction, and it works differently for every single one of them. And they're 
pretty different uh, in terms of balance and how they work. Uh, so yeah, we will discuss it further um, here. Um, so let's. How about we start from the uh, uh, from the bottom, people? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, we I've divided my list into tiers, uh, into four tiers. Uh, in the last tiers, uh, I have only one faction actually, and that's halflings. What do you have, what do you guys have at the bottom of your lists? Yeah, I have I have the same. I think the landscape from halflings is the, the worst one. Um, but I I wanted to add one thing. Um, what you said before about landscapes, I think that the game designer introduced the landscapes to this game to um, rebalance a little bit the factions. Yeah. Because um, some factions, let's talk about base map, some factions on base map were much stronger than other factions. And because of that, they introduced those um, landscapes to rebalance everything a little bit. And uh, yeah, I That's think very some, good part. Yeah, I think some of them are so we're we're done very nice others maybe are not that great but i think we can talk about this now uh going through the list sure so um uh, yeah. let's talk about halflings um very often the landscapes have a prerequisite uh for the halflings uh, it works like this you need to have your stronghold on board and then when you dig a hex Instead of placing a dwelling, you can place this landscape, uh, which is called the driller. Uh, yeah, the driller. Um, and the driller works like this: that uh, every hex that surrounds the driller, the special landscapes for uh, halflings, can be transformed, uh, pay a total of one fewer spade. So every hex around the landscape costs you one spade less to dig. And but at least one, but at least one dig. Yeah, at least one. That's yeah, that's important to say. Uh, so is yeah. the driller the official name? That's so yes. funny. <laughs> Didn't you know about it? That's no, I, I don't yeah. know the, the namings at all. I'm sure. Well, not many do, um, because that's not very important. Uh, what do you guys think about the driller and its ability to uh, make the hexes that you dig around it? cheaper well uh, the, the the bad thing about it is the the prerequisite so you need to build the stronghold of halflings and the stronghold is just a bad thing in general because uh, it costs eight coins which is quite expensive and uh, then you don't have a trading post up anymore which uh, limits your coin economy so in the end it costs you something like 10 12 or 14 coins and that's a lot for three digs and and usually you you can dig a lot with halflings anyway. So I, I just don't like it. Usually you build it in round six when there is nothing better to do and you don't have any any scoring favors, then it can be useful. But yeah, I think that's not a good landscape. Yeah, and uh, adding to this, a big issue is often that at the end of the game, if you compare your network to the network from other players, um, you're missing exactly one structures because the prerequisite from the other factions is often much easier to build the uh, the landscape and so at the end of the game you are missing one structure uh, uh, which others don't and so um, you need to uh, 
yeah, to think about this in the auction and I often pay around five to seven points less uh, to halflings just because of that, because I know most of the time I'm one structure short compared to the others yeah. and that means seven to, yeah, around seven, eight points at the end of the game. Yeah, good point. I think that's the main reason for some of the landscapes to be bad. Just if you're not able to easily build it, you have one structure less. And if you want to compete in network and you most likely cannot build the landscape, you won't compete on network. Yeah, uh, the driller for halflings became somewhat a meme rather than a viable option. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think uh, everyone pretty much agrees that it's the worst landscape. And apart from being just simply bad and not useful, it's actually, as you guys said, uh, it's on the contrary. It's uh, it's a disadvantage to halflings to play on landscape with landscapes expansion because they lose that one structure that everyone else gets, right? Yeah. So it's it even hurts them to play with landscapes. So that's actually pretty bad. Yeah, maybe that comes from the old days when uh, when when the meta was that halflings are OP. There was, uh, I think also Xevok mentioned it in his podcast, that there was a time where everyone bit on Halflings because they seemed to be overpowered and then the oh. designers thought mm -hmm. they got to be um, uh, nerfed. Sure. But I don't know. Maybe maybe there is some some uh, relation to that. Has any one of you seen uh, a good use for the driller? I think I, I never... I can't remember a game where I beat the driller. <laughs> yeah, and I think we would remember that if that happened, right? Yeah. I think there is some guy called Bloch. <laughs> yeah, there is that Bloch who plays uh, the the halfling stronghold a lot, and he used it to dig some gray hexes in round one to to be annoying and to to connect early. But I think it was more fun than really useful. Sure. Um, all right. Not uh, let's not spend too much time on that. <laughs> Uh, let's move to the other one. Uh, I have a couple uh, of landscapes in my list that are at the similar level, but I think the worst among those that I chose in next year uh, would actually be Nomads. Oh, interesting. Yeah, um, we're probably going to talk about witches soon. Uh, probably <laughs> not. Uh, you guys probably have witches, right? Yeah, I have witches. I don't have a clear list, but there is which sure. is, is tier four for me as well. Yes, sure. Just because you almost never build it, <laughs> it's just useless. I can remember one single game when the witch's landscape was the game changer, and the guy who plays the landscape in, oh, who has placed the landscape, won the game because of it, because he could make those three steps in the in the cults, and that was the difference. He won with one point, and without the landscape, he wouldn't won. And yeah, that was crazy, but it's, I don't know, one of 100 games or something like that, so. Um, so no. which is landscape? Um, uh, needs, uh, in order to actually place it, you need to have your two temples up um, on the game board, which can be pretty tricky for uh, for witches who usually do not build temples, rather they'd rather uh, upgrade their first temple to a sanctuary. Um, and the landscape works like this. When you form a town, instead of taking the five victory points uh, that witches usually get from their faction ability, you can exchange it for uh, uh, for a free 
cults, three cult steps in a single cult once, right? So you exchange five victory points for three cult steps uh, in a single cult. And yeah, that's actually um, people also uh, in general. There's um, common. Uh, we commonly think that uh, it's a pretty bad landscape, especially since you exchange. Uh, one ability for the other, right? It doesn't add anything. You just exchange one for the other. And for the uh, most part, the free call steps isn't usually the uh, better option than five victory points. Uh, you can only, uh, I think you can use it as um, to lock up a cult and make a eight victory point swing with the with your opponent. Uh, but other than that, usually taking the five, uh, five victory points is better. And the prerequisite, uh, the two temples requirement is pretty hard for witches. Uh, but to be fair, um, I've actually seen uh, many people play witches with landscapes, um, especially in bullets. I um, right now I play a lot of bullets. <laughs> we, we usually play landscapes. Um, and and yeah, um, actually, one time landscape saved my butt because I could use three steps to gain to gain four power. Um, of this cold step that allowed me to build a, um, another town or upgrade shipping for network, something like that. Uh, and yeah, it's it's not it's not great, but I still I to be honest, I see people build it and use it from time to time. Uh, I I don't think anymore that it's completely useless. That's that's all. It's not great. It's pretty bad, but I just don't think it's uh, useless anymore. At least for me. Yeah, so there are some situations where it can work, like you said, if you need the power to connect or something. But uh, normally, it's just better to take the five victory points. And the next thing is, again, like halflings, that uh, because the requirement is so hard or not so usual, um, often at the end of the game, you're missing this one structure. And yeah, that's always uh, tough uh, if you want to compete for network. Uh, although uh, we could say that there there is a line for witches to play no big building uh, game. Uh, I've seen that a couple of times. Uh, not too many, obviously, because this stronghold is just very strong for witches. But there there, there is a viable line that you can uh, that you can take uh, without uh, that that you play without big buildings, and therefore you could use you know two temples to. Um, uh, increase your priest income, you know, to fight for cults, something like that. So that requirement in specific scenarios isn't as bad as it is uh, for halflings, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Maybe, maybe halflings is tier five. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. We should, we shouldn't even talk about it, I guess. Uh, uh but but yeah, um, yeah. Generally speaking, the uh, ravens uh, blunder. And that's how witches landscape is called. Uh, it's generally considered to be uh, the worst, one of the worst. But I still f believe that halflings is like I, I'd, I'd rather forget about that such a landscape even exists. Witches got some play. Ravens blunder got some, you know, um, use actually. Like one game in a hundred, but but still. Yeah. What is the next faction on your list? Uh, actually, I put, <laughs> yeah, um, that's a hot take. I put nomads below witches. Okay. Uh, 
Yeah, and due to my quite recent games in, uh, in the last month, uh, I've seen witches play uh, quite a lot of landscape. Uh, and yeah, I and I generally do not play a lot of nomads, so it's just you know my biased opinion. Uh, but I think that nomads do not do not really care about their landscape or not. Uh, they usually build uh, win the network race anyway. Uh, that additional structure that, that well, they can place right. It, the only prerequisite is that you need to have your trading house or trading post up, which isn't too hard for them. Yeah, exactly, and I think that makes it already tier three because yeah, yeah, same more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For example, chaos magicians is so hard to build. I think that's another tier four thing. You just usually don't build it because the stronghold is. It's just the same reasoning as for halflings, in my opinion. Okay, so let's just uh, talk a little bit with Nomas, and we will move to case magicians. Okay, sure, sure. Uh, so um, Nomas landscape, um, as I have mentioned, the only requirement is that you need to have a trading house or trading post, um, whatever you call it, up. And then you can, uh, when you dig a hex, or you can actually sandstorm the, the hex, it's a little uh, detail that you should keep in mind, you can place that uh, the landscape. And whenever somebody uh, builds uh, or upgrades a structure next to your landscape, instead of taking the power, whatever that power would be, you can uh, instead take exactly one coin um, instead of the leech, right? And that's uh, that's actually it. So uh, I'm not a Nomads player, really. Uh, what do you guys think about it? Uh, what's the name? Uh, I'm curious uh, about the names. Now. Trading Camp. Trading Camp. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um... If I play nomads with with landscapes, I normally delay the landscape until the end because uh, there are. So I didn't found a lot of good situations where it's better to take coins instead of power, and uh, yeah, don't build the the dwelling. Yeah, even before exactly. Like, usually, you yeah. want to build the dwelling instead of landscape. Yeah, that's the reason because uh, I'm always greedy for the worker income. And so um, I prefer the worker income over over the the coin because normally you can just take the power and it's as good as the coin. It, in the late game, it could be good if you can leech or if you can take a coin instead of uh, instead of five or six power. Of course, that's that's very nice. And in some rare situations against cultists, it's great because uh, if you take the coin instead of the leech, cultists can't take a step in the cult track. Yeah, that's interesting. That's uh, an interesting yeah, combination. But um, yeah, for me, it's also tier 3. So on the bottom side of tier 3, but tier 3 because uh, the, um, the requirement is pretty easy. You can just build a trading house. And the important thing is to build it until the end so that you can compete network, always the same thing. And yeah, because of that, it's tier three for me. Yeah, the funny thing about the Nomads landscape is that you need to have a trading post on the board, as you said, Super. And uh, it's one of the landscapes where people miss quite a lot. Yeah, that, yeah, oh, yeah, now yeah. I build the temple and oh no, now I can't build the landscape. Anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that happened. Every, everybody's got an issue with that. You, we always forget about it, right? Yeah. Because we, nobody expect that, expects that such a landscape could have any requirements, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. That's probably it. Well, uh, coming back to which is just real quick. My argument is that nomads are pretty, in my opinion, 
that's just my opinion. Let's get, uh, yeah. Um, is that nomads do not really care about their landscape, I would say. They're pretty indifferent. Uh, it's just another structure that doesn't give them anything, right? Well, which is landscapes, actually, uh, the uh, idea behind it is that it should um, technically open uh, a different strategy. Uh, for example, no big building witches, right? And it also allows you to compete a little bit in cults. Uh, it's obviously worse, uh, but I mean, well, not not obviously worse, but I still think that Nomad's landscape is worse because it doesn't really change anything, in my opinion. It just it, it just it's just there, right? That additional coin that you can get instead of power, it's really really nothing to uh, to consider, really. While which is landscape can actually at particular in particular situations even one in a hundred can actually you know change your game around right so that's why I, I put which I put which is above nomads here solely okay. for the reason that you in particular situations it can be you know life saving yeah so I want to add one thing I think if the requirement is not so hard often you run out of dwellings so you have all your eight dwellings on the board and then the mm -hmm. landscape helps you to lock up a hex for connection or whatever and if the requirement is pretty hard um it's yeah you don't have this possibility to secure a hex with your landscape because i often use the landscape to just secure a hex uh if i run out of dwellings and yeah that's also a thing because uh, uh because I think nomads are better than witches because you have this possibility to uh, to use the landscape to lock up a hex if you run out of dwellings and normally you don't have two temples on the board that fast or that early. Yeah, that's a great point, especially since nomads have uh, their stronghold ability that allows them to uh, transform a hex every single turn, right? Mm -hmm. So you do not very often you can run out of the dwellings you still have have that um have that uh stronghold ability and you just transform a hex and don't build right so with landscape you can actually place it and not waste a turn there mm -hmm. so yeah so um one question how many factions do you have in the tier four uh, category in tier four i have only one uh, only one faction and that's halflings ah, okay. i have put both witches nomads and two others in tier three so uh, yeah, but I'm lower rank, lower ranked player than you guys are. So uh, that's just my opinion. We are just luckier than you in our games. That's all. <laughs> uh, that's one way to put it. Um, sure. Uh, so Halai, what else do you have there at the bottom? Uh, in general, I, I want to say that it doesn't make too much sense to compare all the landscapes by themselves. True. It depends too much on maps and settings and and stuff. So we can we can make a something like a tier list, but in the end, it won't be precise at all. It's just, yeah. I think both of our lists are legit in some perspective. True, that's actually a good thing to point out that landscapes very often are map dependent and setup dependent, and we cannot take them you know, like out and compare them like which, which is better, uh, which is yeah. worse. I think in my, uh, for me, the landscape uh, is very important network-wise, and that's why I think the Nomads uh, landscape is important because you can place it, and the Chaos Magician's landscape is one of those which you most of the games won't use, so you have one structure less. Yeah, let's talk about Chaos Magician because I love that landscape. It's pretty bad, but I just love it. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I'm still dreaming of a Fire Ice uh, map game where Chaos Magicians start at the center and start with Stronghold. <laughs> yeah. But it's never, ever going to happen. But it would be too nice just to jump anywhere and have a, an isolated Stronghold in the middle of the map. Yeah, so <laughs> Chaos Magicians landscape, uh, it works like this. You need to have your Stronghold app on your uh, board um, on the map. So that's already the uh, tough part. Uh, when you build that stronghold, you need to immediately place the uh, landscape, which is called the Chaos Portal, on any of the available red hexes on the map. You don't need to be connected; you just place it there. Um, so you do not spend, uh, you don't need to dig anything, um, like uh, in case of uh, uh, other factions there. Uh, so you just build a stronghold, then you place a dwelling somewhere, uh, the little landscape somewhere, and that's it. That's pretty much it. Yeah, you just need to place the landscape on a red hex on the map. Yep. Yeah. Doesn't matter what hex, and if you reach it or not. Exactly. What are your thoughts on that? So I think I, for me, it's the same, uh, like Eli said already. Um, often you don't build a stronghold with chaos magicians. Maybe. Uh, sometimes a late stronghold is nice because uh, four coins and four workers is not that is is pretty cheap for a big building. And I don't know if you're sitting on uh, the sanctuary stronghold past style and there is in the last round sanctuary stronghold to build and you can make nine points with it and then place another structure somewhere on the map. Yeah, it's cool. It's nice, but. Again, it really depends on the situation, and often you just don't build the stronghold with Chaos Magicians, so you're missing that single structure, and that goes back again to the network thing. Yeah, totally agreed. I like the idea, though, that uh, the designer of this landscape and people who put it in the game want to make the the Chaos Magicians stronghold better. Uh, I've got this feeling that everyone in the world wants Chaos Magicians stronghold to be a playable option. Like sure. I think everybody wants it to you know to build it and use it, but at the same time, well, it's just it's just pretty pretty weak uh, comparing to temples and sanctuaries or anything anything else. There there are better ways to spend your resources, but uh, the idea of uh, somewhat uh, improving the uh, stronghold for chaos magicians is um, always nice. Yeah. So if any of the listeners ever wants to open stronghold on Fire and Ice map. That would make me really happy. Please go. <laughs> yeah, we're still waiting for it. Yeah, the worst thing is that I've never seen actually. Well, I, I saw people use it, right? Like they just build and play the landscape, but I've never seen anyone like, oh my god, he just moved to the hex at the end of the map and he started building up from there or anything like that. I remember one game uh, uh, by I don't know how to pronounce his name, Rafa Fury or something. Yeah, he was playing tall uh, chaos magicians, and he had the the pass tile, and he built the stronghold to block someone's town on a red hex, oh. and he won the game. That was that was a nice usage, but that's very rare. Yeah, that's situation. Uh, what 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 map was that? It was base map. It was base map. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, do we go on to tier three lists? What else do we have? Yeah. Um. In my tier three, uh, I have only one more uh, faction. That is Darklings. And yeah. you guys probably have a couple of them there. Yeah, I have four factions there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so on the bottom, 
is nomads as i already said it's on position 11 in my list and on position 10 i put uh engineers oh really hmm. so i have to say it really depends on the map because on some map maps they are pretty strong but uh i think so i made my list for the base map and yeah i think the engineers landscape is not that great on the base map okay yeah you can you can have some play of course in the east if you place the landscape on the blue hex and you can bridge so first of all there is no requirement for the landscape from engineers i i don't know the name do you know the name um the tower bridge right Ah, tower bridge Uh, is it bridge tower bridge tower bridge Bridge tower And then and then you can build from your bridge tower land bridges to so you can bridge over land and yeah in some cases it's nice but uh yeah I don't think it's so nice but the good thing is no requirement so you can place it whenever you want. Uh yeah actually I uh they're in they're my number six landscape mostly because I love the fact that it opens so many Great possibilities for some cool towns on yeah, various maps. That's fun. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I think that deserves a couple of points right there. I remember uh, not long ago I um, played engineers with landscapes on fjords, uh, and I opened with double temple and then landscape with single or double deck or whatever. Uh, and actually, I built one or two bridges in round two and three that allowed me to get to some other hexes. Uh, I formed a rather quick town. And um, because of that, I could. Uh, I also built a stronghold in round three with two bridges going. Uh, so I got a lot of points out of there. Uh, so uh, the my point is that if if you would want to, if you're in a situation where you would want to, you know, get some uh, bridges going, uh, the landscape can be actually pretty good because uh, you're not uh, you're not limited to the uh, you know hexes that are one river apart. Uh, very often you can just build a landscape, bridge to another hex, possibly another gray hex, and build a bridge right there. Uh, and yeah, I've seen a lot of very cool towns, uh, especially in the Fire and Ice map and and Lex map there. Yeah, so so cool town wise, I think it's on position one in my team. Oh yeah, <laughs> but, definitely. Uh, I think in general it's it's super nice to not build bridges that early with engineers because you can use those two workers so much better in other ways if you if you go if you want to build bridges with your workers and um because everything is so cheap you can build easily dwellings trading posts temples everything is cheap so wasting your workers for a bridge what gives you 3 points or even more often three points. I think it's better to use those, uh, those, or this economy, those workers for um, expanding and uh, yeah, making your economy rolling. Uh, engineers landscape is possibly uh, the most map dependent uh, landscape uh, right there. And w- w- now that I remember, uh, I made a pretty good use of the landscape because I was uh, the the way the first map is constructed. I didn't yeah. have access, the way I didn't have access to you know like easy gray hexes that I could ship to, especially since the uh, engineers 
uh, as opposed to the base map, they start like in, in the centers of those two, you know, land masses on the fjords map. So uh, in order to, you know, dig and um, ship a lot and get those easy hexes, it's not as easy as it's on base map, for example, where with two ships, you can reach like 10 different hexes, you know, something like that. Uh, so that allowed me, you know, to just spend two digs or something um, and form an earlier town that also boosted my economy. And yeah, I had the stronghold on top of that. At the end, I also connected and somewhat, so that was pretty good. But yeah, I agree. It's um, it's very dependent. And so for I, the I most agree. Part, so it's, yeah. I think um, engineers on fjords, no, not on fjords, on, on lakes, are in tier two list and not tier three. Because of the landscape. Yeah, because of the la the landscape there is much better than on the base map. So yeah, as we already said, it really depends on the on the map. But I think the landscape from the engineers is somewhere between tier one, tier three, uh, tier two, tier three, depending on the map. Somewhere in the center, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, uh, there was another faction that you mentioned. Didn't you? You mentioned Darklings, and I think I agree they might be tier three. Yeah. Yeah, I have I have them too on the next, uh, so they are on position nine in my tier list. So after engineers. So Darklings are somewhat. I I I've got I've got mixed feelings about their landscape. Uh, Darklings landscape requires you. Well, first of all, you need to have your stronghold up. That's a prerequisite, um, and then. Uh, you build it. You build it like uh, most other landscapes. You just dig a hex and you place it, and that's it. Uh, and it counts uh, as a dwelling, points-wise. So it doesn't give you an income, but if it's dwelling route or if you have Earth One or you have dwelling pass style, uh, it just gives you those couple of points. But still, you need to have your stronghold up. And it's called um, a camp. What's oh. it called? A camp, camp, just camp. It's a camp, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we got a trading camp and we got a camp, I see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, whatever, whatever flows their boat. I think there is not so much to say about the Darklings landscape because, uh, yeah, it can be useful if you run out of dwellings and you have the stronghold up. Normally, you don't build your stronghold that early if you build it maybe in round six. And then you can just build one more structure with a single priest, and that's pretty cool. Uh, if if you have uh, a hex in range with just uh, which just costs one dig for you, and you can place down another another structure. But uh, at the end of the day, it's not uh, yeah something so special because it's a dwelling if you have the stronghold. But yeah, you don't have the stronghold that often with darklings. Yeah. I personally like it more than you guys, it seems. I can't really tell why, but I have some, some positive uh, memories or feelings to it. And it, uh, many times it makes it a lot easier to form a third town with Darklings. Sometimes you need to build a temple and a trading post and then find a space to dig or something. But with the stronghold, you just build the stronghold itself, which gives another, which adds another power to the city already and then you can just put the landscape anywhere sometimes to connect sometimes to just form the town uh, it just um, underlines the the darklings general flexibility a bit more and i feel like maybe it's maybe i would write it tier two now after thinking about it again 
but it's not special it's not it's not fancy but it's solid i think yeah sure fair enough um the thing that i um i noticed that is that i usually think of darklings stronghold as pretty bad but now that i realize i've seen it a couple of times and darkling stronghold isn't actually just bad it's situational it's not the thing that you open with but it's a uh, very often a viable option that you should consider uh, in many games and yeah um also you get immediate priest that you can spend to build that landscape right that's pretty yeah. cool uh, and also, I've uh, we've played um, uh, coming back to, to those bullet games. We very often play with very nice um, scorings, and there is the scoring uh, that counts the distance between your stronghold and your sanctuary, you know. Uh, and yeah, and there is the big building tile and the uh, very often late big building events. Building Darkling stronghold isn't that hard, uh, isn't that bad. And that dwelling, that additional uh, landscape is just an addition to it, right? It's just a little thing that can you uh, can uh, earn you a couple of points, if not for the dwelling itself. I know network swing or something like that. Uh, so yeah, I would I would say it's pretty, you know, like okay, solid, something yeah. like that. Okay, I think okay is is a good. Yeah, it's a good word. <laughs> Let's call it the OK camp. Yeah. <laughs> you know what to do? Let's go to the OK camp, have a beer, and relax. Yeah. Because the Darklings live uh, on marshes, right? They need to build camps there. Makes sense. Right. Yeah, definitely. OK, what else do you have there, people? We've got cultists still in tier 3. Yeah, we have the same there. That's the last mm -hmm. one in tier 3, cultists. Yeah, I expected that. <laughs> so, uh, I am a huge uh, fan. I'm. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm a huge fan of Cultist Landscape. I gotta say, the good thing about this, about it is, it doesn't need any requirements. So you can you can build the landscape with your first move if you want to. And what it does is, uh, at the end of the game, if in the in in a cult you tie with cultists, the cultist is the one who who wins. It's like, the landscape makes you, be half a step higher than yeah. you originally are yep exactly and the thing that i love about this landscape is well w once you know read the rules and you think about it well it's you know nothing special you can maybe get a one tie uh get two two additional uh, points from colts if you tie somewhere but i think the more important part is that the way the map is constructed the way very often people play cultists um, and the fact that it has no prerequisite uh, makes this landscape, in my opinion, stronger. Well, it's not very strong, but it's stronger than uh, most people believe, I think. Because, for example, uh, if you were playing with landscapes uh, as cultists, and you open, for example, with two temples, um, and you get two workers for round two, uh, you may actually, you know, very often you, uh, on various maps, lakes, very nice, even the base map, you want to upgrade your shipping uh, fairly early. And that additional structure that you can build that costs no resources, especially no workers, uh, can actually be extremely helpful. Because, uh, for example, you upgrade shipping twice, you dig a hex, you build your landscape, and that opens more hexes that you can build your actual dwellings on, you know? So it's just that little thing that I started to pay attention to that can snowball into you know your 
the fact that you can get to those very important hexes. And that's actually probably the only thing that cultists ever worry about is that they they get you know no neighbors, they get no uh, everyone denies them leech and they do not connect, right? The fact that they have additional structure that they, they can place at no cost apart from the spade, uh, I think it's uh, it's pretty good for them. Well, what's the name again? Can you can you tell? Uh, can you guess? Uh, no. <laughs> cult portal. Maybe cult portal. Uh, no, cult palace. Cult palace. Okay. Yeah. I'm making notes now just to have them. <laughs> do you know? Do you know the German uh, translations of those? Um, I have it. I have it somewhere. I just need to open the file. Okay. I mean, it's uh, there won't be too many German listeners. Maybe it's not too important, but maybe let's talk about it afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's all in my tier three list. Um, cool. Yeah, I have put both cultists and engineers in my tier two somewhere. Uh, but yeah, other than that, we're we're pretty even here. Uh, what do you have, guys, next? So next on my list is uh, mermaids. At the beginning, when the mermaids landscape was different or uh, different implemented on BGA, it was in my tier one list. But uh, in the moment, they changed it like it is right now. So that you can't skip any more two hexes to form a town. I'm not sure. Did they do it because they contacted the developers or the rules changed? Uh, I think there was a bug report. And uh, yeah, after reading it again and again, maybe they saw that they wanted to or that the, the right rule is to change it. So um, I'm, st I'm not sure if it, if it was right or if... Uh, if, if yeah, I... I think they contacted the author and they intended it to be the way it is now. And so they changed it, I think. Okay. So... Just let me say that in the uh, manual uh, rules for the landscape, they have almost the same ex uh, description as river walk walkers, right? And the river walkers uh, landscape works like previous mermaids landscape. So yeah, go ahead, Gino. Uh, yeah, so... Um... Yeah, I think in the beginning, the mermaids landscape was really, really powerful because uh, you had a lot more flexibility in forming towns. And in my opinion, it is good that they changed it because right now the landscape is good, but not uh, overpowered. Because uh, right. you still have the possibility to form a town somewhere with just two structures and then you build the, the landscape next to it. So maybe for our for our people's listening, um, the mermaids landscape you just need to use so no requirement and you just can use a dick and place it in the water next to one of your structures, and um, yeah, that gives you the possibility to make uh, um, two structures into three, and with a sanctuary you can uh, you can actually uh, form a town. And before, before they changed it, you could you could just place this landscape in the water, and then from this hex on, you could skip another water hex and form the town. So you could skip the first water hex with your landscape and the second one with forming your town. And uh, yeah, they changed it so that you, if you place the landscape in the water, uh, if you skip uh, a water hex, you need to use the hex from the landscape. 
and um, yeah, because of that they made it a bit weaker, but it is still pretty good, in my opinion. Very important to point out that when you place a landscape, uh, you need to place it at the same hex that the town tile goes once you form a town, right? It's it's got to be the exact exact same spot. Um, and yeah, I, uh, yeah, I agree. The previous version of uh, Mermaid Landscapes uh, was pretty much overpowered. Yeah, let's uh, let's call it overpowered. Right now, it's okay. Uh, it can be helpful. Uh, it's nothing to you know, like build your whole strategy around. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's a nice addition to it. Uh, it can it can become handy. Yeah, it it can help you um, to form the third town. And mm -hmm. yeah, that's often it's very big in my opinion. So if the landscape can help you to build one more town, uh, with the just the one power you get additional to to the other structures to form the town or, uh, yeah, whatever, it's pretty strong in my opinion. And that's the case in mer with mermaids. And there's another use for it. For uh, if you have trouble to connect, sometimes you can use the landscape uh, to connect hexes that have a distance of six because you can you can upgrade your ship to five and you can use the landscape for the last step so that might help at times i've seen it on base map mainly when you connect from the center to the south and east that's a bit specific now but that's that's the main use i've seen those ship six connections and also the other thing that we have to mention is uh people always get confused when while placing the landscape uh, so, uh, usually when you dig a hex and you want to place a landscape with any other faction, the game uh, on Board Game Arena version shows up the uh, that button that allows you to just click it and then you place a landscape, uh, just you do with any other dwelling. With mermaids, you need to uh, you need to press on the dig action, whether that is uh, Act Five, Act Six, or bonus title or anything. Then you need to press on the landscape on your a faction board, and then you place the landscape, right? And people get very often get confused um, with it, and yeah, that very often ends up in placing the landscape at wrong spots or not placing it at all. So keep that in mind, everyone. Yeah, something else off topic, which I could mention here is uh, mermaids have the ability to form towns over water, which everyone might know. And mm. it, uh, sometimes the interface asks you to form a town, and if you say no, at your next turn, whenever you want to, you can click on the mermaid's uh, tableau itself, bottom right, to to form a town now. So you don't, so you're not forced to form a town when when the prompt is asking for it. Yeah, you can form a town whenever you want to, at any time in a turn. That seems to be unknown for many players, and maybe maybe mentioning it helps now. Yeah, that's a great point. Thanks. So we just press on the um, faction ability, and it allows you to form a town. Exactly. Nothing related to landscape. Yeah. Sure. Uh, is there anything to mermaids landscape? Well, I think theme-wise, it's quite nice. It it fits well into the mermaids' ability. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> in general, the landscapes are well designed in a in a context. Yeah, lore-wise, let's yeah. say. It's called Coral. Oh my God, Coral Reef. Oh, thanks. By the Coral way. Reef. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> the most important info that Hala is going to get out of this episode. <laughs> yeah. well, for me, Rising. Mermaids was a tier one, but I forgot that they changed it. The the mm. time uh, I played it, uh, the landscape was the, the strong was one. The good old times. The good old yeah. times. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, what else do you have, Hala, in the tier list? Um, in my, we are in tier two now, right? I've, I mean, I've, there are some, I still got four. I could just name alchemists, for example. Uh, the alchemists landscape, uh, requires the stronghold to be built. And, uh, when you place the landscape, you may, if you want to, uh, advance dig once and, or advance ship. You have to pay the coins, but you don't have to pay the priest, and you have to pay the workers. So you get you get advanced stick or advanced ship without paying the priest. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, so it simply can uh, save you two priests, uh, which is actually for most faction it would be pretty good, uh, especially for for alchemists. Uh, it's especially good. They very often want to upgrade their digging and shipping. Um, very fast. Therefore, these additional priests can come in handy. Um, and yeah, the only the only thing to remember is that you need to have your stronghold up uh, in order to place the landscape. Mm, exactly. I personally like to play Alchemist Stronghold a lot, since I just generally like to play economic games. And I think for those games, it's quite nice because you often struggle to get priests early on and later. Uh, it might be too late, but with those kind of games, you can just rely on on the on the um, landscape that you're digging up and build a temple later on, maybe for a water one or whatever, maybe earth one if it's still around. I think it's not as popular as I as I thought because many people like to open open temple and earth one, and once you got a temple up and build the stronghold, all of a sudden you get loads of priests and you don't really need the landscape anymore. But it gives you lots of flexibility to to ignore temple openings. That's actually very cool. Uh, that's one of the landscapes that prompts you towards a different uh, different opening than usually. I mean, uh, Alchemist with Stronghold opening is still um, fairly popular, but not as popular as Temple for Earth One, definitely. Uh, What's the name again? Um, again, we haven't mentioned that. It's called Gloomy Workshop. Ah, gloomy workshop. Okay. <laughs> Funny names. Yeah, and they are cute. I need to check gloomy. What is gloomy? Uh, it's just ah, um, okay. It's like dark. It's okay. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I have nothing to add to what Eli said. I think I agree with everything. It gives you more flexibility, sure. and yeah, it's super nice to have. To yeah, have these two additional priests you don't have to pay in the mid game uh, to upgrade shipping, shipping and digging. So uh, yeah, sometimes I had I had games where I forgot the landscapes. I already upgraded ship to three, and then <laughs> yeah. I so I yeah I missed this one priest uh, discount with the landscape. But uh, yeah, at the end of the day, it it can work out really well, and yeah. It's it's a cool landscape, my opinion. Agreed. Yeah, I think the similar landscape to that uh, is giants. I think it's 
fairly fairly uh, similar uh, to what it gives uh, what it does. Uh, so Giant's Landscape, uh, the the thing that you need to keep in mind is that it uh, first you need to have a temple up. Uh, mm-hmm. It's their prerequisite. So uh, yeah, you can build a landscape unless you have your temple. And when you place a landscape after digging, uh, you can uh, you can advance in the uh, exchange uh, rate for spades track. Uh, so you just upgrade digging. Uh, once for free, so you do not pay a priest, workers, and uh, five coins. You just uh, you just advance there, and you obviously uh, take those six points that uh, you would get otherwise. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's both similar and the opposite of uh, Alchemist Landscape, because as you said, the uh, Alchemist Landscape uh, prompts you to uh, towards the stronghold opening, um, getting early stronghold. Uh, Giants Landscape makes you uh, consider earlier temple than usual. Uh, for example, in round two uh, or something like that. And yeah, some even some people may even consider uh, opening with temple as giants. I know such people. Uh, I'm sure you do too. Uh, uh, and by the way, it's called Giant's Landscape. It's called the Cave of Wisdom. Oh, huh. <laughs> What do giants have to do with wisdom? That's weird. I don't really get it. Well, maybe no. I, I have no idea. Maybe because <laughs> they need a temple. Maybe that's why all of a sudden they become. Uh, oh yeah. Spiritual. <laughs> True. But for some reason, I feel like the giants uh, became a lot stronger with the landscape. I can't. Uh, I can't explain. I don't know why, but uh, in the in the arena where I won this season three i put giants a lot and giants won a lot and one might think it's just six point and an extra an extra structure and the dig upgrade but sometimes it helps forming another town sometimes it helps uh, getting another structure out to win network it's just minor things but it sums up to be very strong in my opinion i think it's stronger than the alchemist one yeah i agree i think it's on position four in my list and um yeah, this. So I also played some games with uh, with landscape with giants, and it helped me a lot to form the third down often because I I put the landscape and then I upgraded dig one more time so that I could dig with one worker, and yeah, you can just dig two more hexes in round six with two workers. Essentially. With two workers. Yeah, yeah, with two workers, but uh, because of the dig upgrades, uh, you can often just dig two more hexes and those hexes of course give you a lot of points from the network and helps you to form another town and yeah let's say that uh, the flexibility is uh, much much higher with the landscapes Mm -hmm. Uh, it also opens some digging strategies that i haven't really seen but yeah uh giants with uh, with their landscape it's very common for them to actually upgrade digging once more or even without it and just dig one or two hexes in the round six to connect to a network or to form additional town. So yeah, that's uh, that's a cool addition. And you also get the six victory points, which yeah, is yeah. nothing to sneeze at. You get the six points and you save all the resources for the dig upgrade. That's pretty huge. Yeah. Although you probably in vanilla version without landscapes, I'm not sure if anyone 
and any one of us has upgraded digging as giants apart from the pure points in the round six. But, yeah. <laughs> I've tried that. I've I've had a at one one day I decided I need to find out how to play giants with advanced digging without the stronghold, and I went to Terra Mystica AI. And I really tried to find a line, but I had problems even beating the AI, so it just doesn't work. But <laughs> I really <laughs> wanted it to work. Well, yeah. <laughs> but then all of a sudden, NerdCube and you guys started playing Tem and Bizel Temple Giants all the time. So I thought maybe they find a way, but... Wait, what do you mean, you guys? Who do you have <laughs> I, I thought you also did, right, Super? Uh, I, don't I don't play Giants often. Uh, yeah, I probably tried it once and I failed and I never tried uh, it again. But I mainly think of NerdCube and Bizarre. Those guys uh, really mm -hmm. wanted to play those uh, Temple Giants. And there seemed to be a fashion to do it at some point, but then uh, they it, they stopped again. Yeah. Fortunately for all of us. Um, uh, yeah, let's move to the other landscape, to the other faction. Uh, what do we have left? Uh, probably the next on your list would be dwarves. Yeah, that's the last Agreed. one in my tier two list. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's a very interesting landscape. Uh, I think it's uh, it's well, to be honest, it's pretty good. It's also a very map dependent. Yeah, super uh, map dependent. Yeah, but the thing I like about this landscape is that it solves. Uh, what usually landscapes should do, in my opinion, they should solve some problems that factions have, and this landscape pretty much always solves the one problems that dwarves always had and always will have, which is connecting their two uh, their two town structures, starting spots. So uh, it's called the Great Tunnel. It's got no prerequisite, so you just dig and build it. And with the tunnel, uh, with that Great Tunnel uh, landscape. Uh, you can uh, jump, uh, you can tunnel through not one, but two hexes. You can skip two spaces, but only if that tunnel starts from the uh, from that landscape there. And also, the sometimes people forget, and I almost forgot, is that every time you get a spade as a cold bonus, you can use tunnels to spend these spades. And you do not pay workers for that and also these tunnels do not have to come from the uh from the great tunnel is that is it clear yeah i think that's an important point that you can use spades from the cults uh, uh from the cult rewards uh yeah that's tunnels yeah and that's pretty strong yeah, I think maybe balance-wise, uh, this uh, feature is nice, but rule-wise, I don't like it. I don't see why we need an exception here. Why, why do? Why is it uh, allowed to um, to jump, to dig jump, when you get it from the cards without paying workers? Whenever you do that, you need to pay workers, but in that specific moment, you don't. I don't know. I, I like clear and simple rules, and this one is a bit confusing. Yeah, it's just an addition uh, that doesn't. Probably go very well with the uh, with the dwarves, with the lore, uh, uh, with whatever that is, uh, with the story of dwarves. Uh, it's just it's just there is pretty random, I would say. But yeah. still, it's I think it's apart from the, uh, that, I think it's pretty strong, especially since dwarves very often uh, like to send their pretty cool defect cool defection and 
they can very easily get those um, cold spades uh, at different stages of the game. Uh, so yeah, but the main uh, the main thing the the yeah why this landscape is actually very good is it allows you to connect uh, easily uh, between huge uh, you know uh, distances, and that works uh, probably works for every every map that there is. Yeah. I think especially on lakes, if you are able to place the landscape in this really center, yeah, right next, uh, you can reach you can reach three or four hexes with a range of two, and that's uh, yeah, that's super powerful. Yeah, that's huge value. So it's very important where you actually place it. It, it can it can can be actually game changing, and yeah, it makes the worlds definitely stronger. And it's fun. Using the yeah. is fun. <laughs> Always fun. Yes, especially for connection. I mean, the main reason why this uh, landscape is so strong is that it's, it's it gives you much more flexibility uh, with connecting. And yeah, that is often game change changing. Yeah, and even though it's just one more hex, right, that you skip, uh, when you actually place it and play it and you check the map, there's so many different spots that you can place it and connect on any any map that being yes. base map, fjords, whatever. Uh, there's so many different spots and this additional hex opens up, you know, s this huge range of possible uh, hexes to jump to. Yep. Um, yep, let's move to our... Is it already Is it time for tier one? Eli, I think you have another one in tier two. Am I right? Yeah, I've got Orin still in tier two, but maybe you guys oh. have it in tier one. I'm, I'm, I'm okay moving it to tier one as you want to. <laughs> uh -huh. I have, I have them on position two. Yeah, me too. Okay, so what's your position three? Uh, I have, I have Swarmlings. Yeah, I think it's the same for all of us. Yeah, seems. Halai. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I mean, my position three is Orin and then Swarmlings position two, but... Sure. Uh, so who's going to take care of Swarmlings landscape? What's the name? Let's first name it. It's Breeding Ground. Breeding Ground, okay. Breeding Ground, yeah. Yeah, there's more Swarmlings. More, more <laughs> the Swarmlings landscapes uh, gives you the possibility to, uh, to build bigger cities. So you, you can expand... Uh, an already existing city to a bigger city. So um, the first one is just a town. Then um, if you have 14 uh, power value uh, and the, the structures are of course connected, you can form another town and then it's called a city. You can do that again with 21 uh, power value. Then it's a metropolis. Yeah, Halle is, is taking notes. <laughs> and so the last one, if you have 28, it becomes a, a mega city. And um, yeah, I think this, uh, this landscape is pretty cool because uh, it allows you to, um, to form much easier a third town with Swarmlings without, uh, without building so much more structures. So... Uh, maybe you guys know about the uh, um, the eleven structure uh, video what uh, Zoras made. Oh, did he? Yeah, he he made a, a guide or something about uh, 
about swarmlings and um yeah he showed how you can play swarmlings with just 11 structures and form three towns nice landscape. in general he just uh ah, showed okay, a, a guide how you can or how you can play them and yeah that's pretty cool and the the nice thing is that um because often you see swarmlings playing tall you can just expand an an already existing city or or town which has already more than eight uh, seven power value yeah. to add an even bigger city and uh yeah so because of that i think the swarmling uh, landscape is pretty nice ah, and the requirement is that you have to build your sanctuary yes never forget about the people you need your sanctuary up and as warnings you should want to have your sanctuary up as soon as possible usually uh, do not delay it and uh, also the town that you're upgrading and uh, that you're expanding making bigger uh, needs to include the landscape itself so yeah the landscape isn't like global on the whole map it only works for the town that it's at attached to that it's part of that's very important uh, yeah not long ago actually i played a fjords map where there was this guy that built four towns in, uh, with the landscape in one single spot and it was just <laughs> <laughs> immensely huge and uh, he he probably took earth 2 and earth 2 as his favorite eyes to secure digging and this kind of stuff uh he didn't even upgrade digs uh, while also building those four towns so that was pretty amazing uh, this guy's my hero um no uh, <laughs> it's no, always I... the same four towns always lose yeah so there, there is maybe one more important thing to say that um if you have fire 2 um, yes you just have to always add six to your town so you can form your first town with a value of six then 12 18 24 instead of 7 14 21 28. true and the landscape itself uh, i like it because uh, it opens well you place warnings pretty much the same but the starting spots can be very different so for example you might consider double west swirlings on the base map which is the old school way of playing them one in the west, one in the southwest at the bottom, uh, and you just connect those um, those dwellings and you build one me mega town. Uh, and yeah, you can play uh, solitary swarmlings. You don't need you don't need really neighbors to uh, you know to f you you've got ad additional value if you manage to you know uh, play on your own. So you can build three towns, for example, you know in one single spot. Um, so yeah, uh, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. And, People generally, uh, Swarmlings definitely, uh, even though they're already a pretty good faction, and I think they're just stupidly good, and therefore I almost always pick mermaids in most of my games just to avoid Swarmlings. Uh, yeah, the breeding ground, the landscape, uh, adds additional value to them there. Yeah, but they can form very cool-looking towns, I have to say. Oh, yes. It's always good to see you know, one mega abomination of a town. Mm -hmm. And then even with network. Oh yeah, definitely with with one town, right? <laughs> That's pretty huge. Um, anything you want to add to Swarmlings, or you move to Oren? Let's move to Oren. Let's move to Oren. All right, right. It's your turn, Gino. You, know, you like Oren? We know that. Yeah, I like Oren. They are pretty cool, even if I. If I don't, or if I lose most of the games, but it doesn't matter. 
the, the cool yeah, factor yeah. is much more important than uh, winning games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the the name of the landscape is Tree of uh, Seren. Can you pronounce uh, it? Sure, the Tree of Serenity. Ah, Serenity. Oh, okay. Tree, of, tree serenity. of Serenity, true. And yeah, it gives, uh, in my opinion, a huge value, or it, it makes Auron a lot, a lot better, because every, so it has no requirement, and in the moment you have the landscape on the board, if you close a cult, so if you reach the tent uh, spots in a cult track, you get an additional four victory points immediately. And yeah, it's. It's so for me the landscape from Oren makes them uh, playable like witches because if you're uh -huh. able to uh, to close two cults or maybe even three if the game is going really really good, um, you get an additional eight to twelve points, and that's huge. That that can often be a game changer. Yep, they can be like cult witches, and they're also green, so they can you know use the. Uh the usual advantage that green factions have. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, the only thing to keep in mind is that people very often uh, I I well very often I I've, I've seen a couple of times where people just play Oren, they bid them down and they want to close those those cults as soon as possible and then later they they realize, "Oh my god, I haven't built my landscape just yet." You know, so uh, <laughs> just make sure you have it on board before you close the cult. Uh yeah, the thing that I really like about the landscape is the sole effect that it actually makes the Orin a playable faction that you can consider in various matchups. It's not like, you know, they're without landscapes, Orin are, unless, you know, they're at the opposite of the sandwich factions. Uh, they usually are the 30 victory point faction in the auction, uh, usually. Uh, with this landscape, it actually, uh, they can be a pretty good, they can be, they can certainly be uh, a viable and reliable option. Uh, to play, so yeah, it, the landscape simply makes this pretty bad faction in general, or one of the worst factions in the game. To yeah, the average, the good ones, the decent ones. Yeah. So I think uh, when you play Orin with landscapes, you usually want to go on cults strongly, and I think green factions in general uh, like to, uh, especially on base map, like to expand a lot and. I somehow feel pressured playing Orin with landscapes to go for cults, which I usually don't want that much. Uh, because you also, at the same time, want to secure your hexes. Yeah, exactly. And then there is that dilemma, and usually, oh, I need to win the cults, so I go for cults since I have that landscape. That uh, you pay some flexibility. That's that's my feeling. That's a good point. But mainly fun-wise, I mean, it, it's a strong landscape. Nothing to say about that. Yeah, I mean, if you just read the rules, it's. Even if you even if you didn't know the faction that it belonged to, it sounds pretty strong, nevertheless. Yeah. Uh, all right. Without f further ado, let's move to the uh, landscape kings. Landscape winner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, without a hitch, uh, we all love them. Every player that plays this faction. And the winner is. Uh, Halflings! Oh no, sorry, it's Fakirs. <laughs> it's Fakirs. Obviously, our yellow flying buddies. Uh, the landscape, everybody, every 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 fucking player loves playing with landscapes. And the fact, it's what I said about Orin, is that their landscape makes them a reliable option. With Fakirs, it's even more. They can 
for for example, for me, uh, I don't know the setup, but I believe that Fakir's proof landscape on Fjord's map is top tier faction. No matter the setup or the the uh, color wheel or anything like that, they're like almost as good as coldest or engineers in base map, I would say. Fakir's on uh, Fjord's proof landscapes. So why is it that good? Uh, first, uh, it's got no prerequisite, so it can build it whenever you want. And once you have it, every time you fly to a hex, it doesn't matter if you dig or you build or dig and build, you earn two coins. And that's pretty much it. There's nothing more to it. And it's called Flight School. This is the one I know. Oh? <laughs> yeah. Well, the most important one, after yeah. all. So yeah, good for you. Uh, I can talk uh, for hours about this landscape uh, no, because I love it. Yeah, I think the most important thing is that uh, you just save two times the coin action, or at least two times the coin action during the game. And yeah. Yeah, that gives you, of course, much more flexibility. And of course, you can uh, expand faster with these coins. And yeah, it makes them pretty strong. Uh, the, yeah, the thing is, you can use those power for other things, baits, or things you need to expand even more. And um, yeah, it's uh, in my opinion, it's the best, the best landscape on base map. I don't have so much experience on other maps uh, with the landscape, just on uh, on on lakes, of course, because of the last arena season. But um, yeah, in general, I think yeah, it it's the strongest. It's the strongest uh, landscape. Yeah, and it gives it gives a clear uh, strategic path to Farkas. Usually, what you want to do is you want to build temples to gain priests to use them for flying because flying is points. But when you have temples, you don't have any coin income, so you need to get coins somewhere. But when with the flight school, you can just go Earth one and get the coins from flying itself, and uh, it's it's just a clear game plan that usually works. Yeah, that's true. Also, uh, I think it's the only uh, the only landscape that we've talked about today uh, from the uh, vanilla uh, factions, and um, is the one that can be uh, actually uh, stronger if you know how to use it. I mean, throughout the game, because for example, you can um, people sometimes you know uh, miss it that you can dig a hex with a fly. And not build the, that that dwelling, right? And then you build it, and this way you get under uh, you you exchange you know one uh, priest for another fly, which you would do anyway. But at the same time, you get two additional coins. It also changes a little bit of the math throughout the game, where you don't need to you can pass early because you don't need that many coins. You know, uh, there's all of those things. You don't need the uh, very often you don't need the seven coins actually. You don't have to pass early for that. So there's a lot of these little things that can happen throughout the game uh, for factories that isn't always isn't exactly the same as for any other faction, right? Because this one changes them uh, so dramatically that it actually can change every little decision that you make throughout the whole game from round one up to round six. Yeah, good point. Yeah, I agree. That was the whole list. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's funny we had more to say about the bad ones than about the good ones. But yeah, because we we love the good ones for the uh, for the end. And as usual, once you're sitting and talking for an, over an hour, you want to finish. It's impossible. So 
Uh, that's pretty understandable. Uh, but yeah, I'm happy that at least our tier one is probably the same. Swarmlings, Orin, with, or Orin, Swarmlings, and Fakirs uh, in the spot number one. And Halflings being the worst faction with landscapes. Uh, not only having the worst landscape, but also being the worst faction with landscape in general. Um, so yeah, uh, hopefully that will um, that will cast some light for you people who haven't played with landscapes. Uh, and yeah, are, are, is there anything else you guys want to add about landscapes or anything for that matter before we wrap it up? Maybe one last thing. I think there exists one there exists one landscape that is even better than the Fakirs run, and I think that's the landscape from Acolytes. Uh, oh, very nice faction. Yeah, the fire and ice thing. I think that landscape is just broken. <laughs> but uh, that's another thing, just to mention it uh, on the border. Acolytes or Dragon Lords? You know, Acolytes. Okay. I always I always heard that Dragon Lords landscape is is just broken. Yeah, I just tried the Acolytes one time and it felt just so good. So I don't know. Maybe uh uh I just need to try it more times, but uh the one time I tried it it felt pretty pretty good. Ah, talking about it, uh, I mean they are about to implement the fire and ice factions on board game arena. Are they also implementing the the landscapes? Does anyone? Yeah, already, know? already. Yes. I already played on board Ooh, game arena the Ecolite. Nice. Ooh. Yep. That was crazy. I recently played River Walkers, and I like them very much. I gotta say, and yeah, we've got some episodes on that. One with you, Gino. Is it right? Uh, yeah, I thought I talked about uh, ice maidens and yetis. Oh yeah, ice factions with EJ. Ice factions, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, so we've got a couple of them um, about vul- volcano factions and the um, what are they called? The ones that do not have color. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, we're gonna post them at some point too, and yeah. So my, I, I also want to add something to finalize. Sure, go ahead. Um. Here's the offer. The the person that manages to open Stronghold <laughs> Chaos Magicians on the Fire and Ice map gets a game with Gino, Super, and me, uh, including the expansion factions. And I am not going to play those factions before someone uh, applies. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Nice. Uh, if you guys uh, have such a game, or we'll play. Please post game. it. Please post it. Uh, please, yeah, post it. Find us on, on various Discord servers of Terra Mystica or on Board Game Arena or wherever. Exactly, you can send us the link. Uh, whoever gets first gets a game with me, Heli, and Gino. But the requirement is that the stronghold has to be surrounded. Oh, <laughs> well, that, no, no, no that, that's too hard. I mean, <laughs> it will be surrounded at some point anyway. <laughs> but, well, yeah, it certainly will. Oh yeah, uh, fire dice, uh, chaos magicians, landscape, stronghold. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. Okay. Yeah, thanks for inviting. Super. Yeah, thanks for inviting. Yeah, thanks for coming, guys. Was a lot of fun. Uh, Great talking to you, Uh, especially since I think we all of us we love and like like landscapes. Uh, Yeah, they're very different. They're very cool. They balance the game one way or the other. Yeah. All right. So uh, I guess that's enough for today. Uh, EJ is gonna take care of everything here editing and stuff and I'll see you guys around. So have a good one. Yeah, see you. Bye bye.
Goodbye, everyone.